Hello everyone, welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Alec Callahan, and the news just keeps coming from Hollywood. We got the latest numbers, new movies in development, and of course, streaming updates. Let's start with the domestic top five. Opening in first place is Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, with 21 million. In second place is The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, with 14.5 million. For a total of 121.2 million. Third place was Godzilla Minus One, which debuted to $11 million. In fourth place was Trolls Band Together with 7.6 million. For a total of 74.8 million. Fifth place was Wish with another 7.4 million. For a total of 41.9 million. As for the other movies, since we have so many out right now, Napoleon came in sixth place with 7.1 million. For a total of 45 0.7 million. The Shift opened in 8th place with 4.3 million. Silent Night did not open well at all, uh, coming in with $3 million, opening in 9th place. Uh, for Amazon MGM Studios, Saltburn earned $1.5 million for a total of $6.2 million. And for A24, Dream Scenario is now at $3.4 million. Clearly, Renaissance did not do as well as the Eras Tour, but it was never expected to do so. And so far, the results are good as it came in slightly above analysts' expectations of around 20 million. The real question is will there be a steep drop off the following weekend, as it has about two weeks before Wonka and the other holiday films start to come out? Godzilla Minus One had a great opening weekend for a Japanese film, though I will say it probably helps it is getting a lot of great reviews and word of mouth for it seems to be strong. If it keeps going like this, they might even expand it, as it was only in uh, 2,308 theaters for its, for its opening. The mixed word of mouth seems to have hit Napoleon, dropping 65% from its opening weekend, and Wish doing what it is now is not surprising, considering its opening weekend. In China, Across the Furious Sea stayed in first place, earning $19.1 for a total of $58.8 In second place was So Long for Love, which debuted with 11 0.3 million and with previews included is now at 12.3 million. Third place was Trending Topic which debuted with 6 million dollars but it should be noted it opened on Thursday so for itself it had a uh, four-day opening. New Dimension, Crayon, Shinchen the Movie, Battle of Supernatural Powers, Flying Sushi came in fourth place with 4.8 million for a total of 11.2 million and opening in fifth place was Napoleon with 2.7 million dollars. Not a good opening for Napoleon, but I don't think either Apple or Sony was expecting much there. Renaissance earned 6.4 internationally for a worldwide opening weekend of 28.4 million. Wish earned 18.8 million for a worldwide total of 81.6 million. Napoleon made 28.6 million for a total now of 136.6 million dollars. There's a chance now if this holds the film could pass 200 million worldwide. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes earned another 14.9 million for a worldwide total of 243.9 million. The Marvels is uh, just about to pass 200 million worldwide with it now at 197 million dollars. Killers of the Flower Moon is at 154.3 million worldwide. And Trolls Band Together is at 160.6 million worldwide. As for Oppenheimer, it will get a release in theaters in Japan, a distributor in the country called 
Bitter's End announced that after months of thoughtful dialogue, the film will get a theatrical release sometime in 2024. Not sure if the movie itself will get to a billion, but it will get closer. As for other box office news, Focus Features has set up a new date for The Bike Riders. After taking over distribution for it, it will now become a summer movie set to premiere on June 21st, 2024. With a quieter summer, it's not a bad move to release it then. Sadly, a lot of people passed away this week. Uh, we start with Ryan O'Neill, who died at the age of 82, who was a big actor from the 70s. While they did not say what was the cause of death, he previously battled stage 4 prostate cancer and leukemia. Norman Lear died at age 101. He was a producer and writer most known for making shows including Stanford and Son and All in the Family. Benjamin Sepania died at age 65 after he was diagnosed with a brain tumor a few weeks ago. He was a poet, writer, and actor who starred in numerous projects, uh, most known for his role in Peaky Blinders. Jack Hogan died at age 94. He was an actor who was most known for his role in Combat, a drama show from the 60s about World War II that aired on ABC. David McKnight died at age 87 due to cancer. He was an actor that appeared in films including J.D.'s Revenge and Hollywood Shuffle. Keisha Nash Whitaker died at age 51. No word on what was the cause of death. She was an actor and a producer. David Robb died at age 74 due to cancer of the brainstem. He was not an actor, but a, but a reporter for Deadline. Thoughts and prayers are with their family. May they rest in peace. And as always, fuck cancer. We do have a few casting updates over at Warner Brothers first J.K. Simmons is joining Clint Eastwood's film Juror Number 2, with his role being one of the jurors. Deadline has the exclusive on the other two casting updates, and that is Emma Myers is set to join the Minecraft movie, and Sean Gunn is set to play the role of Maxwell Lord for the new DCU. The role was previously played by Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 1984. For the upcoming film, Nuremberg, Russell Crowe, Michael Shannon, and Rami Malek have joined leading the project. The film is a historical drama, and is directed by James Vanderbilt. In a press conference for Dune Part 2 in South Korea, director Denis Villeneuve mentioned that he's already almost done with the script for a third movie. Uh, I take it then, if Dune Part 2 does well at the box office, Warner Brothers and Legendary will greenlight the third and fast-track it if the script is almost done. SAG members have voted to ratify their new three-year contract, with 78.3% voting in favor. Studio Canal has announced when their Amy Winehouse biopic Back to Black will come out, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. The film will come out in the UK and Poland on April 12th, 2024, and on April 18th it will come out in Germany, Australia, and the Netherlands. We will have to wait for Focus Feature to announce when it will come out in the United States. Deadline has an exclusive update on the Coyote vs. Acme movie. They are reporting that both Netflix and Paramount have made a bid to Warner Brothers for the film, and while Amazon is interested, they have not made an offer yet. And it may be a while before the film is sold, and it is being reported Warner Brothers wants to cover the cost of making the film, so the absolute minimum is $70 million for whoever wants it. Which, look, that makes sense, because the alternative is they don't release it, maybe get a tax write-off or something, and they get something out of it. But if they sell it for under $70 million, then they take it a loss, in which case, what's the point? Right, now obviously PR, but obviously if they, after all this back and forth, they decide to not sell it, they get all that bad PR back, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. I do think if it, if it does get sold, which does not seem like a guarantee at this point, I'm thinking Netflix, to be honest, I'm thinking Netflix will buy it. 
Uh, Bleecker Street has bought the U.S. distribution rights to Sasquatch Sunset. This is a film directed by David and Nathan Zellner and stars Riley Kero and Jesse Eisenberg. It will be released in theaters sometime in 2024. The National Board of Review announced their 2023 winners, and Killers of the Flower Moon won Best Film, uh, Martin Scorsese won Best Director, uh, Lily Gladstone won Best Actress, Paul Giamatti won Best Actor for his performance in uh, The Holdovers, Divine Joy Randolph also won for her performance in that movie, uh, winning Best Supporting Actress, and Mark Ruffalo won Best Supporting Actor for Poor Things. We got a lot of new movies in development. First, The Hollywood Reporter exclusively reported that Apple Original Films has won a bidding war for a heist thriller called Two for the Money. This was a package deal with the movie being directed by Justin Lin and will star Charlie Theron and Daniel Craig. Sounds like a solid film and I'm looking forward to it. Deadline is exclusively reporting that Olivia Wilde is set to direct Christmas comedy movie Naughty. The movie is about a character named Mallory who needs to persuade Santa Claus to testify at her divorce hearing so she can get full custody of her son. The movie will also be produced by Lucky Chap, and it looks like they're getting ready to hear offers from studios and streamers. Deadline also broke the news that Ryan Reynolds is getting ready to star in a new movie. It's still being put together, but the package is that he is set to star in an untitled ensemble action comedy, uh, producing it along with Simon Kinberg, with a script written by Dana Fox. As for now, they have pitched it to numerous people in Hollywood, and have already got multiple bids on it. It's not surprising that there are multiple bids already because come on an action comedy starring ryan reynolds that is a safe bet for a hit the in snyder is exclusively reporting that both christian bale and bradley cooper are in talks to join best of enemies this is an upcoming cold war spy film based on the book best of enemies the last great spy story of the cold war right now the film is being produced by charles roven and written by eric warren singer as for who has bought the film well no one yet, with it being reported that while Apple and Netflix are the favorites, it is up for anyone to get. Deadline has another exclusive, but this is about both a new film being made and one getting canceled. Uh, they are reporting that Adam McKay is now focused on making a climate change related project, and due to that, he will not be directing what was supposed to be his next film for Netflix, Average Height, Average Build. And with him not directing, the film will not be moving forward, so it's done. It's just... Not happening. Uh, I kind of sucked hearing this. Uh, so I was looking forward to that one. It had a great cast. Uh, you had Robert Pattinson. I had Amy, Matt, Amy Adams. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I was definitely looking forward to that, but oh well. And Searchlight Pictures released a trailer for All of Us Strangers, starring Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal. It'll be released in select theaters starting December 22nd. For VOD Premium, let's start with Apple TV+, Plus, where they have renewed Foundation for a third season. The show finished up its second season back in September. They have also gone ahead and canceled the animated show Central Park after three seasons. As for Kills at a Flower Moon, it will not be heading to Apple TV Plus straight away after theaters. Instead, it will become available to buy or rent as a premium VOD title starting December 5th. This is a smart move on their part as it is an easy way to recoup more money ahead of it being available on streaming. I do wonder if it will get a physical release at some point. I don't think so, but yeah, who knows. At Peacock, Twisted Metal has been renewed for a second season. The show is an adaptation of the PlayStation game series, and it stars Anthony Mackie and Will Arnett. AMC has canceled Lucky Hank after one season. The show 
starred Bob Ordenkirk, and as of now will still be available on AMC Plus to watch. Uh, for Max, it was announced that Barbie will be available to watch starting December 15th. They are making the right move and holding off and marketing this as the big movie they have to offer over the holidays, especially since it is the biggest movie of the year. And in a nice move, they will also be a version of the film interpreted in American Sign Language as well. While it has not been officially announced, George R. R. Martin mentioned that work on season 3 and 4 of House of the Dragon has started, with him having spent a few days with the writing staff talking about it. This is a non-surprise, as if HBO can keep the show going, they will. Uh, but worth mentioning, as HBO so far has said nothing about a third or fourth season. A new video was released from Max teasing what is to come in 2024 and confirmed that The Penguin, Welcome to Derry, Tokyo Vice, and others are set to come out. Personally, I'm looking forward to the second season of Tokyo Vice as well as The Penguin. Uh, Max has renewed the Adventure Time spinoff Fiona and Cake for a second season. Also in a big get for the streamer, they have signed a multi-year deal with A24 for their Pay One window. Up until recently, A24 films would go to Showtime after their theatrical run and being available on VOD. Now they will go to Max. The deal also includes HBO and Cinemax, so if you still watch HBO on cable, they will be there available to watch as well over time. The deal will include movies that were in theaters this year, including Dick's The Musical, and as well as Dream Scenario, The Iron Claw, and Priscilla, among others. Also over time, older A24 movies will be made available to watch, like Uncut Gems and Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is a win-win for Warner Brothers, Discovery, and A24. Uh, for Warner Brothers, they get quality content for Max and for A24. The upside here is their movies will be seen by more people. Like how many people were going to Showtime to watch A24 movies? Maybe some, but not a lot. Now they have millions of potential new viewers. At Netflix, the fifth season of Stranger Things is set to start production in January. They have also ordered a new show called Ransom Canyon, starring Josh Dumal and Minka Kelly. It is a Western family drama with some romance and has a 10-episode order. We got the Netflix Top 10 Charts for the week of November 27th to December 3rd. And Adam Sandler's animated film Leo stays in first place in the English films with 23.6 million views. New movie Family Switch debuted in second place with 22.2 million views. For English TV shows, Squid Game The Challenge was in first place with 11.4 million. This also got people to revisit Squid Games as that show came in seventh place on the non-English list with 1.5 million views. Sticking with numbers, let's take a look at the Nielsen Top 10 for the week of October 30th to November 5th. In first place overall was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, with 1.13 billion minutes watched in its debut on Netflix. Suits dropped to third place overall, with 914 million minutes watched. Friends jumped up to fifth place, with 860 million minutes watched. Uh, sadly, this is likely due to Matthew Perry dying, as he died on October 28th. For the streaming originals, All the Light We Cannot See came in first place for Netflix with 720 million minutes watched, and Loki moved up the list, coming in at third place with 560 million minutes watched. Verizon is offering a new subscription bundle deal for their Unlimited Plan customers. The bundle is for $10 per month and includes both the ad tier of Netflix and Max. This would save customers about $7 per month compared to subscribing to them separately. The bundle will be available starting December 7th. 
That is actually a solid plan for customers, as that is almost a 50% discount. If Verizon heavily markets the bundle, I could see a good amount of people signing up for it. As Disney have sent Comcast the first check for Hulu, they have announced the beta version of Hulu inside Disney+. Plus. Like Star is in Disney Plus internationally, Hulu here will be a new tile in the Disney Plus lineup. Right now, the beta is only available for customers who subscribe to Disney Plus and Hulu with the same email account. Also, as it is in beta, not all the shows are available yet. So I'd recommend keeping the Hulu app on your TV or your phone or your, your tablet for a while longer. Uh, more shows should be added over the next few months as they work out any issues ahead of its full launch in March. Also for Hulu, they released a trailer for Self-Reliant. The film stars and is directed by Jake Johnson and also stars Anna Kendrick and Annie Samberg. It comes out January 12th. We recently talked about it in a previous episode about a possible merger of Korean streamers in South Korea. Well, a new report came out from Media Partners Asia about the streaming market in South Korea for the third quarter. They are reporting that the market grew an additional 700,000 to have more than 19 million subscribers overall. Netflix now has 6.5 million subscribers, while Teeving has 3.8 million and Wave has 3 million. If those two were to move ahead with the merger, they would become the biggest streamer in the country, both in subscriber count and in viewership. For viewership in the third quarter, Netflix had 36%, while Wave had 20%, and Teeving had 26%. The issue I see here is if they were to merge, depending on how they do it, subscribers might cancel one service if they have both, which means on a pure subscriber number, they would be more of neck and neck with Netflix and not a clear number one. So I'm curious if this is going to go through at all. At Prime Video, Saltburn will be available to watch starting December 22nd. Fun for the whole family over the holidays. Uh, but seriously, I would not pick this as a film to watch with the family. Uh, it's a great film, by the way, but definitely not the one to watch with the family. That's, that's all I'll say about it. Speaking of family movies, Candy Cane Lane seems to be doing well for Amazon as they announced that the movie now has the biggest debut for an Amazon MGM Studios produced movie in the US, as well as in the top 10 of debuts worldwide. This is over its first three days since being released, but no actual numbers were released. I guess we will have to wait and see for the Nielsen top 10 charts in a few weeks. Amazon is expanding into sports by signing a deal with Premier Boxing Champions to air their pay-per-view events in the U.S., and you will not have to have a Prime Video subscription to be able to buy a pay-per-view. The first one under this partnership is set to start in March. Along with this, Prime Video will also work on producing PBC content like behind-the-scenes documentaries and airing live weigh-ins before events. Prime Video released a trailer for the upcoming Mr. and Mrs. Smith show, which actually looks quite good. Uh, probably going to give it a watch. It comes out February 2nd. In an exclusive from Deadline, they're reporting that Snoop Dogg's upcoming film, The Underdogs, will not be having a theatrical release anymore and will instead premiere straight on Prime Video on January 26th. I would think with how quiet January to February is for the release calendar that it wouldn't hurt to release it in theaters unless they are not really confident in it and I think it would bomb. I guess we'll have to wait and see when the reviews come out. Finally, Canal Plus has launched in the Netherlands. The service will have a mix of streaming and live TV with a catalog of over 10,000 shows and films. And that's it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. If you want to follow me on X threads or Facebook, links to those are in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Then see you next time.